Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, this is Chad Burmeister and I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. And I'm so excited today because I have someone on the show is not only originally from the Colorado Springs area and in Colorado where I am, um, she's now in Overland Park, Kansas, um, but she too is following the tug of God and she seems to have, uh, God seems to have her ear. So for the last two years, she has run a business called Altered Stories Ministries. And so I'm going to ask her to tell us what that's all about. But uh, Michelle, it's really great to have you on the show today. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Chad, for the opportunity. It's an honor to be here and to be able to take this opportunity to share. Um, yeah, Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based women's uh, evangelistic storytelling ministry that's located in the Overland Park, Kansas area. And our mission is uh, to help Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. And so we are very focused on transformation. Uh, and that is how we uh, push the stories out that we share, whether it's through our global podcast platform um, that we actually now have out there. And you can um, listen to all of the 55 stories that I've shared, 50, actually 56, um, on the various podcast platforms um, where we can be listened to. We're actually on pray.com which is the number one prayer app. We are on Google, Apple. Um, we are on um, Podchaser, Pandora, Amazon Smile. Of course, we are um, on our website, www.alteredstories.org is where all of our po podcasts are housed too. Uh, in addition, um, you know, we, Lipson hosts us and, you know, we've been out there and we're on Eternity Ready Radio. You can listen to our show every Tuesday from seven to eight. So, you know, that the, the ministry is growing, um, it's flourishing and God is good. 
And we are grateful to all the listeners and to all those women who are so, so courageous in coming on the show and sharing their God stories so other women can hear them. And it is definitely um, making a difference. We are making a difference in the lives of women who listen to the stories. And there's a lot of transformation that we're finding is taking place in the lives of the women who are hearing the stories um, that are based on various, you know, circumstances and situations where God's come in and made a huge change. Outstanding. Well, the purpose of the podcast today is to help expose your story a little bit. And I'm sure you've told that over time, but uh, it's always fun to kind of play the other side of the table from time to time. And, you know, I I did visit your site this morning. I, I will point out the very top Bible verse of the day says, but love your enemies do good and lend hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. And that's one of those that, you know, I I mentioned to you before we hit the record button. um, I had been persecuted early in the year and uh, under one of these news stories that just came out and just put out a bunch of fake information. And my immediate reaction from God was, that's okay, forgive them, they know not what they do, right? And and when your enemy, when they want to come and come after you and try to take you down, turning that and, and, you know, approaching them with love, it's a very hard thing to do, having just gone through that for a quarter. Um, But I got to tell you, the contempt that I felt for my enemies was zero out of 10. I just really was, it was illuminated that, you know what, they're just waking up, they're doing what they know how to do. And they're in the position they're in because of the upbringing they had. Like we all have our own personal stories. And so leaning in with love, I think is super, super important. Absolutely. And that's commendable. And like I mentioned, I'm so grateful that scripture could minister to you and even others who are feeling attacked, you know, and going through difficult things um, as a result of, you know, stepping out and being faithful to the calling God has. So that's, that's really cool. Well, good timing. It's amazing how, how everything lines up when you just put one foot in front of the other and recognize that we all have, we all are our own individual fingerprint. Um, I've got a poster on my wall and it's a fingerprint with Bible verses on it. It's made out of Bible verses. And it just reminds me every day when I go into the office, um, live your individualism. And so that's what I want to start to get into with you today, Michelle, is let's go back thinking when you're some of your first memories, five, six, seven, eight, you know, what, what was your passion when you were very young, right? For most people, those are kind of the first ages of life where you have your first memories. What can you remember? What were you passionate about then? Okay, well, thank you. Um, Yeah, I spent some time reflecting on it. And, you know, I was very much into Sunday school. At that age in my life, I was um, attending a church with my mom, my dad was in the Air Force, and had been um, deployed over to Vietnam. And I was being um, 
raised at that time with my mom and my brother in Rhode Island, and we were attending a Missionary Alliance church. And I really loved learning scriptures. I mean, I really loved the Bible and learning scriptures. And I read at a very young age. I read at five. I could read. And so the things that I remember back then were, you know, around going to Sunday school and, you know, being with my class and being with my teacher and going to school. Um, I skipped kindergarten and went into first grade. And uh, I can tell you one of the things that I really enjoyed was being a leader in the classroom or opportunities where I was able to um, step into a, a leading role or being in charge. And so, you know, I remember when my teacher uh, in first grade said, would you be willing to be the substitute? She would rotate. And I said, sure, I would do that. And, you know, I just thought it was all that walking around at that age, even though I know she probably was just, you know, not being gone very long. And I'm sure that, you know, it, she was very careful and cautious about appointing a young student <laughs> over others. But I do remember just being very passionate about having the opportunity to lead or be in charge or to, you know, make, you know, be influential is what I'm trying to say there in the areas that, you know, I was able to do. That's yeah, really, that's a neat story. I think in today's world, so many people are logging into social media. And so the thoughts in their mind are not biblical. And, you know, we've all faced the same trials 2000 years before this generation faced similar trials, right? There's people on planet earth that do things that they do. And the biblical stories lived for, have lived on for thousands of years and give us glimpses into what's right and what's wrong, what's up and what's down, what's left and what's right. right? So Absolutely. the fact that you, you had all that, it's, it's, it's awesome. How, I, I guess going forward to your career now, you're obviously leading people in this area. You were with, I believe you said, focus on the family in Colorado Springs at one point and did some work with them too, right? Yes, I did. It was a short stint, but enough to learn a lot about broadcasting and podcasting, believe it or not. That's excellent. So how does the thread from then, you know, if you, if you look at your, at your life from then to now, um, I think what's always interesting to me is that people who are enjoying what they're doing today kind of line up to what they enjoyed when they were younger, because you're the same person you were when you were six that you are when you're, when you're older. Um, yes. How do those two things line up for you? Well, I guess my connection and helping others and um, raising standards and quality and all of those things from back then. And then, you know, being really interested in the word of God and who Jesus was and just very passionate about 
scripture memorization and understanding has really leaned and served me well into what God has me doing and has had me doing even through the years when I was in women's ministry, volunteering on a board, you know, for uh, women's uh, retreats, uh, ministry and connection, and also um, the whole storytelling component and making connections with women, you know, and helping them share stories and giving them a voice and listening to who they, you know, who they are and caring. I think all of that has made a huge difference. Um, and of course, the faith component um, in what I'm doing and how relevant that is in everything uh, that I'm doing in the Altered Stories Ministry role I'm in as the CEO and founder, and then also the chief storyteller um, of the podcast. So it's all, I know God intended it, and it's definitely been, you know, foretold, right? Yep. That's awesome. Um, so speaking of storytelling, my next question really is around everybody faces challenges in life. Um, I, I heard a sermon recently by Elevation Church. We lived in North Carolina for a while. And so Pastor Stephen Furtick talked about how to God, the challenges we face are small, right? I, I liken them to speed bumps in the road, right? Or to God, they're not mm -hmm. even speed bump. They're just, they're just how things happen. To us at the time, they look like the biggest mountain peak you have to climb in the dead of winter with no shoes on, right? Like what is wow. going on? Yeah. How dare, you know, how dare you give me this challenge? And yet to God, it's little. Is there something you're comfortable sharing uh, with, you know, what was the, a big challenge for you and, and what did it take for you to overcome it? Yeah. Well, my story has been out there, my altered story for a while and I have shared it numerous times. Um, but the biggest challenge as I reflect is having been a childhood cult survivor and coming out of a situation where I had um, encountered pastoral abuse and that came through the cult that my mom immersed herself into and brought us through as kids and then trying to shake that and come out of that on the other side without scathing, being scathed at, on Christianity for the rest of my life and, you know, moving into a total atheistic perspective. Um, just because of my experience with, you know, the chaos and the abuse and the dysfunction and the control and the oppression that went on from the time I was seven up until my mom made a conscientious choice to leave and move forward out of that um, situation when I was around 13. So there were six really 
difficult years in my life um, and in my family's life that really broke our family apart. And, you know, coming out of that and still, you know, being able to heal in a healthy way to be able to then not bring in my bias on Christianity, Christianity totally. Um, and that not all Christians operate the way that these Christians did and this leader did in this cult. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's a talk about a peak to overcome or go around or figure out um, that that's it. And so if, you know, for people listening on this show that it, it's always interesting, right? My, my son about three months ago was in a burn accident. And so he's fine now. I like to caveat that right away, but it was bad. So good. Second degree, third degree burns, face and hands. And it was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But we turned to faith immediately, right? Like that night I posted on LinkedIn, hey, please pray for my son. And 19,000 people later, there were people praying all over the world. So for me, my faith in whatever it is I'm going through was what I could lean on, but I could see how at the time when your faith is shaken or could be shaken, your knee-jerk reaction might not be, let me turn to God, because you're curious and you're questioning, is God even in the middle of all of this? How is this possible? The term, I've thought of this before when bad things happen. Why, why, why? And I'll even be driving in the car, you know, a grandparent passes or whatnot, or just stuff in life. What would be your counsel or guidance for someone who's just going, man, God, you turned your back on me. What is going on here? What, how'd you get through those years? And, and what would you recommend to others going through something that's painful to them at the moment? Okay. Well, first and foremost, I want to say that God is a good God. And unfortunately, people are inherently evil without God. And sometimes people due to the fall have challenges and are broken and broken people hurt people. And so I would just say that, remember that God loves you and that God never purposes to have you go through suffering. It's not his intention. It is unfortunately people's decisions and choices that affect other people. And so even in the midst of that suffering and what I went through, what I endured, the humiliation, the ridicule, the abuse, the um, just, you know, difficulty to challenge. I know God has this way of still being able to guide you to other successes or wins or other, just to show you that you matter in different ways. And so, you know, definitely um, with me, he gave me a lot of gifting and success outside of what I was enduring. 
and other areas and encouragement to help me when I was going through the difficult times, um, even though I didn't know really at that time how and understand because I was younger, I, I could at least there was an outlet. There was something else that I could strive for and be successful in. And that you have to look for the best in the situation and the circumstances, no matter what. And there are people that are out there that care and want to help you. So you got to find support. You got to find people you trust that will, you know, guide you um, where you need guiding or help you. Um, and, And God does work through people in helping as, as we go through difficult, difficult situations. So, you know, my experience was counselors came in, other people, you know, that God used my teachers, people, you know, that, you know, were trustworthy to listen and to, you know, just pray for me and help me. And I, and I believe that that is, the God we serve, and that is how God sometimes operates. And so he, he, he might not lift you out of the circumstance because it's something imposed on you that you don't have a lot of control over, but he will, he will give you that sustainability or that strength or, you know, some, someone to come alongside you or that, that has compassion or caring or, you know, to, to, to show you you know, that there's hope. So I hope, I hope that helps. Yeah. I mean, I think to summarize, you know, phone a friend is something like find a mentor, find someone you can talk to would be a a good piece of advice. Another, a a friend of mine, John Guiden, he played for CU Buffs. I met him a couple of years ago and he's a motivational speaker. And his, his thing that really rings true for me is something that says yabba dabba do like, you know, like in the Flintstones. And so it's, yeah, but you don't understand. This is really, really hard and painful. Yeah, but you don't understand. My mom's involved. Yeah, but you don't understand. My pastor's involved. Yeah, but all these yeah, buts. And and then he goes, yeah, but, yeah, but do. And if you take the first step of the do, the do could be read, read a chapter in your Bible every day. It could be go to church on Sunday. It could be in today's world, you know, go, go find an app, pray.com. You mentioned we're putting out an app called 77 pray.com coming up very soon, but yabba dabba do, right? Don't just sit and wait. You have to move forward and, and pursue life. Yes. And I, I just think that's so good. Um, That's a great simplistic way of being able to, you know, move ahead. So I love that. That's great. The other thing I heard, I was on this podcast recently called Joyly. And this woman who started it brings around this big, huge chair to different states and has people sit in the chair and and asks them questions and has them go through moments of joy in their life and connects the dots on, you know, tell me about a time you were joyous. And then there was another doctor who was in the room later than the day and it's called joy stacking. So a lot of times we chase the painful memories or we read a news article and then we talk to someone about it and it's just ne- negative chasing. 
Whereas if you think about, okay, I was really happy when my son was born and then my daughter was born and the day I was married. If you can think about those two or three situations, it's amazing how your brain will kind of start to rewire and the 80,000 thoughts you have a day will start to become, instead of half negative, you can get that negative piece down to sub 10,000 or even you know, less than that by thinking about positive things as well. Yeah, our pastor this um, last this past Sunday, of course, yesterday was talking, He's on, they're talking in a series of joy from the Bible and the book of Philippians and how Paul ministers to others around being joyful and how we should approach joy in our circumstances. So, you know, that's a really great way of bringing a different perspective into circumstances that we seem to all encounter and struggle in and how we approach the situation you know, without why, why, why me, God, but how can I grow through this? What can I learn through this? How can I bless others through this situation? And it takes the perspective off you and puts it out there in a whole different way. Um, and, you know, I, I think that is a healthy, a very healthy way of approaching that. Mm. Well, and they talked about happiness can be fleeting, right? If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, you know? Yes. <laughs> and that's like seeking joy is a different thing than seeking happiness. And I hadn't really put those two things on a scale and tried to compare them before, but it was, it was interesting that she pursued happiness all her life because that's what she was kind of told to do as a young child. And when she discovered that joy resonates at a much higher frequency being joyful, it really does. And, and her advice is try to do that three times a day for a minute each, right? Where it's just on your calendar at maybe it's first thing in the morning, noon and night. And it's amazing to see because I've done it for maybe seven or eight days now. And any level of stress, like, I mean, we had to move the recording of the podcast today by yes. four minutes. Traditionally, I would be like, oh, no, this is terrible. And I'm like, you know what? We're, everything happens for a reason let's just, let's let the pieces fall where they're supposed to fall. Yeah. You chose to walk in joy over it. That's right. So <laughs> thinking about, you know, normally I, I would ask the question, how did the, how did that challenge that you face become a gift later in life? I'll ask point blank question. Does altered stories ministry exist without you going through those trials and situations? I mean, you, you may or may not be able to answer yes or no to that, but I'll bet you have a pretty good idea. Well, altered stories exist because I went through those trials and tribulations. That's the way that God used it for his glory and his story. And that with, I just don't think I'd have a story, you know, that would be as profound um, or would really encapsulate why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so, you know, God definitely um, changed me through, mm -hmm. you know, the circumstances I went through. And that's what brought me to why I wanted to launch a ministry around storytelling because of the story inside of me 
that I needed to share and how important it was. And what I saw after I shared my story uh, transparently and how God worked through it and how it blessed others and how it also helped me heal through it. So great question. All right. I think <laughs> great I question. that might be the answer. And so my purpose of that on this podcast is if you're facing something that's difficult, and I, and I started to tell you the story of my son. So when he asked the day after the burn accident, we're at the hospital, he was in for three weeks, he had surgery, all kinds of stuff. And, and um, he asked the question, dad, on a well, the nurse would ask on a scale of one to 10, how pain, how much pain are you in right now? And he's, he's an engineer. So he's like, compared to what? <laughs> I don't know, like, what's a 10? And what's a one? And so he's like, I don't know, a three, you know, and he was in pain, like to you or me, it would be a seven or an eight or a nine. And so they're like, okay, no problem. No meds. You're under a five. He goes, wait a second. If you're telling me that it has to be a five or higher. Yeah. Then now it changes it. Now I'm a seven or an eight. And so my point is, and then I talked to a Marine who came to my house during those times and he was here to kind of listen and talk. And he's, I said, what's the most amount of pain you've been in? And he said, well, I've been shot, stabbed and blown up. <laughs> and the worst pain is a kidney stone. <laughs> and, and I've heard having a baby and having a kidney stone are two, two peas in a pot. So my point of that is there's only a scale of one to 10, right? There's no 15. And I think a lot of times, no matter what it is, you went through a 10 in my view. Now, somebody else could have gone through something that feels to them like a 10. And so it's really whatever weight that we're carrying in life could be a one to, to me or a 10 to someone else. And it, it's hard to compare, right? Yes, absolutely. I think it's all relative to each person and what they are experiencing. So, you know, pain is pain and suffering is suffering. And you know, everyone has to de deal with it and endure it in this life because of the way that, you know, the world is in terms of brokenness. And that's why Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected and brought hope to those of us that fully trust that he paid the full price in our lives and are serving him to give us that hope. And, you know, Jesus knows he suffered. He suffered rejection. He suffered terribly before he went on the cross and was crucified. He was, you know, just all, all the time being challenged and persecuted. And, you know, just, he understood. And that's what's so important to others too, to know is that Jesus understands your suffering what you're going through and he was so um for he's so for us he really is and i know it's hard because there are things that you know transpire in our lives and unfortunately those things do happen like your son you know what a horrible horrible thing your son had to go through and you know those scars i mean they'll heal you know there's emotional and there's physical but you know it's, it's unfortunate, but thank God you have, you know, a lot of people that 
are around you and around him and he's getting the best care and you know he'll he'll be able to use that for a different purpose in his it, life it'll be part sure. of his, his long-term story and it it's certainly mm -hmm. mine as the father um i you know just like I asked you the question, does altered stories ministry exist without your trials and tribulations? The answer was no. Does 77 pray exist without what happened with, with my son? No. And, and the app is going to come out later this month and it's going to be a simple, simple app. When you wake up in the morning, you check a box. Did I pray this morning? Because I think a lot of people either choose to pray at night or in the morning. And, and we think, you should bookend it. <laughs> if you open with prayer and you close with prayer, that's a good thing. Then you read a quick Bible verse, just like pray.com. You click the box. I did that for the day. And then you act according to what the message is that you get, right? The Holy Spirit talks to you if you just open up your ears and listen. And by doing those simple three things, pray, read a Bible verse and act, imagine what happens when you do that for 21 days in a row. And now it becomes a habit. I've been doing the beta test of it. And at day like 18, 19, I, I, I'm not using the app anymore. It's, but I'm doing all three of those things every single day. And so without that situation, as hard as it was and the difficulty we faced, now we're creating an app that's going to hopefully change other people's lives and bring them closer to God. Well, that is so cool. There's so many people that need that. Uh, so many going through difficult things with their children with cancer and loved ones with, you know, I have a dear, dear friend there in Colorado who just lost her life to AML leukemia. And I'm actually coming in for her memorial service and, you know, having something like that for her family, you know, to, you know, lean into, you know, in their faith um, and to, you know, help them through, you know, as she was going through the battle. You know, it's just so important. So God is so good. And I'm really excited for that. I hope that really gets marketed well and gets out there. So well, and there's, there's, two other, there's two other features to it. One is what I learned through the post on LinkedIn. I have 18,000 followers on LinkedIn. So I had the luxury of post something and United Airlines flight attendants and pilots got on board. Like I got messages from people that you wouldn't believe. So I knew the power of prayer was coming my way. So one of the features is going to be you put out your prayer and people will say, yep, I just prayed for Michelle. They check a box and you'll be able to see, oh, cool. Eight, 800 people just prayed for me last night. So that's yeah, one feature. That is so cool. Isn't that going to be neat? And then the yes. second one is, think about a difficult decision you're facing. Should I move back to Colorado Springs? Should I stay in Overland Park? <laughs> Should I be a pastor and quit my day job or not? I had a guy at our fire pit named Dr. Jim Wilder, uh, who's a neurotheologist. So he's very smart and he understands the science side, but he also understands theology. When he was younger, he said he wasn't sure if God existed. And he was like, you know, my parents were ministry folks and traveled around the world for it, but I'm not sure. And so him and a friend kind of pulled aside and said, look, let's just pray to God every night. Let's just humor this whole thing. And, and if he exists, then let's see, let's compare notes at the end of the day and see what happens. 
So for 20 days in a row, he would pray and his friend would pray and they'd come back and they'd almost word for word have the same exact message every single day. So he discovered, oh, I guess, I guess this connection thing and I guess God is real because he just showed me that he's real. So then he studied this for the last decades. And he said in the Old Testament, there's 614 simul, I think it's 614, don't quote me on that, but <laughs> a very large number of simultaneous laws that one must consider when making any decision. So if you have an A or B decision, it's not as simple as that, right? It's not cut and dry, as we've seen with the news cycles and decisions around the world these days. So two to the power of 614 is like infinity. It's a very, very big number. So the second part of the app is going to be, I can't give you a guidebook for step one, then two, then three for making a good decision. But if I post and say, hey, I got this choice to make, can you comment with a Bible verse, prior experience, and we'll crowdsource your difficult decisions? It's never going to be what God would do necessarily, but we hope to give people guardrails to help them make educated decisions because what Jim Wilder said was we should optimize for our decisions today in this moment for the end of time. So like if I'm on a podcast right now and I could be out riding a bike, I should be doing this to optimize for the end of time. And I thought that was an interesting way to look at things. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's, that's a very, that's really good, really powerful. So I'll, I'll definitely look forward to jumping on that. Well, yeah, wagon. get on the short list. I don't, I think we're close to our first 77. So 77.com. And um, I'd love to have you as part of the first pack of 77 there. Um, so I love next it. question is what would, and this one's a loaded question. So you can kind of, we can, we can twist this one. What, what would you like to accomplish in life? And that's the word I don't necessarily love. What would you like to accomplish that would change everything for you? So if you drop the word, what in life would change everything for you? You know, um, Chad, I live life to the fullest and I live life every single day walking in my calling. And I, um, I think the hardest thing for me is fully trusting God, fully trusting God, period, and letting go and letting him lead, letting go, letting him lead, not trying to control. And I think, you know, my husband and I were talking about this last night and um, yeah, I can say all these things because I'm an achiever and yeah, yeah, I would love, you know, this connection and that to be doing this and, you know, doing that and multimillionaire, billionaire, all those things, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, when it comes right down to it, it's truly letting go and letting God, I want to be able to fully do that so that I can not screw things up, trying to do things on my own. And, you know, when I let go and let God, it definitely makes a huge difference in setting my expectations in, you know, my level of disappointments, my attitude on, you know, things that are, are happening or my pace of things that I'm anticipating should be happening as a result of my, my work, 
what I'm doing and all those all in all those areas. Um, so I think bottom line is letting go and letting God. I think it would make a huge difference in so many areas. <laughs> yes. And my in, in my anxiety levels and my expectation in, you know, my the way I handle the successes and all those things. And so that's my yeah. I mean, I my, love it. I, I tell you way. doing this beta, if if I if I were to track on a level of one to ten my stresses through the day and through the week and through the month prior to the last 30 days, it's like a six or an eight on some days. And you're like, wow, this is a six day. How did it get to this? And since praying in the morning, praying at night, reading one Bible verse, and, and then I subscribe to about five different Facebook groups. So my feed is cluttered and that's the wrong mm -hmm. word, but cluttered with yes. amazing Bible verses all the time. And that level of knowing I'm living in the lane um, we had a tough quarter as a result of what we talked about earlier, like $350,000 lighter than where we should have been. We, we had a 550 commit. We finished at 150. So 300,000. And it was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? But I really, I, I'm just committed knowing that I'm on the right path. God, I'm following what you exactly need me to do. And within a couple weeks of those tough times, I got a note from a prior employer that finally went public after 10 years. And so you can imagine the, you know, that stock is no longer $1.87 a share. It's substantially higher than that. And so God was like, here, thank you for your service. Keep the change. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're just like, are you for real? <laughs> you <know? laughs> that's so cool. Is there though. a catch? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I would have said too. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. The catch was I can't sell it for six months and I'm about four months into the six and the stock went down by half. And so that's the catch. And yet I'm going, God, you know me, I would have sold it all on the first day. So whatever is meant to be, will be with that. But it's even at half, it's, it's still, you know, a, a pretty good size. Yeah, okay. He's got a blessing. It's amazing, right? When you trust and you just hand the keys to the car over and you just ride shotgun. Uh, I do recommend keep the hand on the wheel. You don't, you know, you, you've got to at least have one hand in it. Yes. You still yes. are indeed the, the vessel, but connect and listen and then do what you're asked to do. Um, so let's see two more questions. I'm going to, I'm going to skip one. Um, if you could, and, and I'm going to tweak this question. This one, okay. is, you can go back to when you're 20 and tell yourself something, and you can go forward 20 years from where you are today and tell yourself something, or sorry, hear something from yourself. I, this is my favorite one. If you can go 20 years ahead and you meet yourself, and there's a whole meditation that's an hour for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm wow. Yeah. I thought it, this was loaded. But imagine going forward and meeting yourself and you look around and see what's in the room and what's going on and, and you talk to yourself for a couple minutes and then you come back. And, and that exercise that I've done multiple times, I do it like once a week now, just innately, because you can direct what will actually happen in 20 years. It's just a fact, <laughs> but it's fun to actually talk to yourself in 20 years. 
and re- and it helps you recognize those things that are like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> you know, thanks for the tip. And then you come back into today. So, well, let's do that one. What okay. do you think your future self would tell yourself today to do, you know, to really own and focus on over the next 20 years? Uh, I think future self would tell me to, you know, continue to stay the course, don't give up, keep, you know, keep going, um, don't compare, uh, keep your eye, eyes on God, keep your perspective on that in your life, and don't get distracted from your, your calling and, you know, try to control things too much, you know, be strategic, have your plans, lean in, appreciate love, live, but don't let it consume. Don't let it, um, you know, what you're doing and, you know, just be joyful, live joyfully every day and be grateful for each day that you've been given and, you know, take time to be aligned with what God, God's will is for you in your life. So don't, you know, don't give in to naysayers. Don't get distracted in areas that aren't good for your mental health or, you know, your overall health and cherish, just cherish your marriage, cherish your granddaughter, cherish, cherish everybody that God's put in your life for reasons yes. <laughs> and be grateful, be grateful. I, I love the, your will be done because in the prayer app, that's kind of the nighttime prayer is along those lines is, Hey, what do you have for my life? What do you need me to be doing? And the morning prayer is more of the, you know, thankful prayer. Um, and I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do some variations over time, but the, your will be done piece. It's amazing when, when you follow the, you, you know, Arjun Sen is a friend of ours and he's a PR person for some pretty major celebrities, former VP of marketing at Papa John's pizza. And this guy knows brand. And he has encouraged people to look in the mirror and figure out what is it that you are one of one at in the world? Not just, well, I'm one of one at this, but literally what is your one of oneness? And, and when you can come get to that alignment and follow it and just know, um, I watched this silly boxing match recently with um, Floyd Mayweather and this Logan Paul guy who's an internet sensation. And, and you know, and this, this um, boxer said, Floyd said, look, I, I don't veer out of my lane. I know my lane and I stay in my lane. And so figuring out what that lane is and what, got, what you are purpose built for is super critical to, to mm-hmm. build life, right? Absolutely. That is so, so true. So last question, we've, we've touched on it for sure, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it's a key 
point of the podcast. And that is what role does faith play in your journey? What do you say to that one? Okay. So faith as in trusting that Jesus Christ paid the full price or faith as in my Christianity. I think you can interpret the question, whatever way fits what you're thinking at this moment. Okay. Um, well, so faith is probably what I am most passionate about in my life at this point in time. And it is incredibly critical to everything I do and my, the way I interact in my relationships with those who come alongside me and support Altered Stories Ministry with all my podcast guests, with those that I lead, those in my life, my granddaughter, my daughter, my husband, those men and women who, you know, I uh, hang out with. Um, it's just integral. And the way I live out my faith is no different than, you know, I, I, I normalize it in my life because it has become a part of who I am. I don't believe in separation of me and my, you know, my, my work. You know, I believe in the integration of that into all areas of my life because it is who I am. And C.S. Lewis has an incredible quote around Christianity and how he sees, it made him see the world different. And that's how he saw everything and that quote you know for a long time I had it on my Facebook but you know I kind of ventured off into other things and you know it's embedded in my thinking so I will say that it's all about how I see things is my faith you know how I see when I look out and look at God's creation how I see when I meet people like you, or I'm being asked to step into things and doing things um, in the work I'm doing or a connection, a new connection. It's just an existence and it's just me. It's who I am. So it's huge. I couldn't, it's who I become. It's, I can't imagine living my life without it. Mm. That's powerful. I, I heard one speaker one time say, you have to decide in life. It's either a heck yes, a heck no. And, you know, another person, yeses are great. Noes are okay. Maybes will kill you. And so I think what I'm kind of hearing you is, you know, when you, when you do have faith and when you, when you are following God's purpose, it becomes very easy when someone says, Hey, Michelle, can you go do this activity on a weekend, or let's have you on this podcast, or let's all these different competing priorities in life, it becomes much more clear when you can say, does that align to God's purpose for my life, right? It makes the yes, guesses absolutely. And a lot easier to understand. Yes, it does. And it's a very different way of walking. It's an adventure. It's an adventure every day. Yeah. That's all I can say. God knows he's amazing. It's the most incredible thing. And well, I'm grateful. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Um, it's funny on our, on our last living a better story retreat, the very first one that we did, I was put in touch with Deb Brown Maher, who wrote a book called sell like Jesus. And it was a very controversial book that she put out, but it's very good, right? Jesus sales. A lot of people think of a used car salesman, but that's not the case. Sales <laughs> is a, a reputable profession in today's day and age. And um, she wrote a really cool book and she followed that guidance, right? Her spidey sense is, okay, God, if you need me to be there. So the day I talked to her, she's like, let me, let me pray on it and I'll get back to you in the morning. And she came back and she's like, yep, I'm going to be there. <laughs> and, and Dr. Jim Wilder, same thing. It was like two days later, Hey, we do this fire pit at my house almost every Thursday. Would you like to come to the next one? Two days later, he's like, yep, I'll be there. Um, so it's fun when you can, come at it from that angle and ask the question, God, what are your thoughts? Should I be doing this? Do I need to leave my job? Do I need to move to another state? Whatever the minor or major decision we face, when you turn it over, it becomes that much easier. It sure does. It sure does. But sometimes you have the battle of the wills. <laughs> That's right. So, so you do have to take that. You know, you do have to take that into consideration. Sometimes the flesh gets in there. But um, anyway, no, great question. Thank you for asking it because it's so important. Good. Well, I thank you for joining the call today. Thank you so much for sharing your your story with everybody. I know you've been on one side of the conversation with 55, now 56 people on your show. And um, I, I'm positive you're on the right path. So uh, my affirmation to you that, you know, continue to do what you're doing because it's, you know, it obviously has an impact. I remember my grandparents, they'd help one family at a time with a meal and that still has an impact. What they did at their church in Dallas, Texas, 50 years ago, still has an impact on me today. So if I think of the ripple effect of what you are working on, by God's command, um, you know, you're going to have a, a lasting ripple on people's lives. And so I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate that. This, this ministry truly was also in honor of my mother who had a story that she could never share and mm. she was broken. So, you know, she knew this was something that I was doing and she passed before it fully got formed, but it, it's an honor for me to do this for her and then also to leave it as a legacy to my daughter and her daughter too and others so thank you for appreciating it thank you for validating it thank you for this opportunity i know god's going to bless and rock that app of yours um and your son and all the things that you're doing because i think you're on the right track too so thank you again this has been a real fun time all right, everybody. Michelle Saunders Gutch with Altered Stories Ministry. Fabulous conversation. And we'll see you on the next Living a Better Story podcast. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, May you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. 
Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.